Welcome to the Trinity Radio Podcast. This podcast has a video component found at youtube.com slash Braxton Hunter. This means you might miss some visual aspects of the show, but it shouldn't have a serious negative effect. We'd love it if you'd run over to the YouTube channel real quick and subscribe. And if you enjoy this content, do us a favor. Take a moment to give us a five-star review on iTunes and mention a couple of things you like about the podcast. If you really appreciate the show, you can help make it better and get extra content for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash trinity radio. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Trinity Radio. I'm Braxton Hunter, and right over there is Jonathan Bridget. And today we are coming at you to you at an odd time. Um, Bradley Larkin says, "Who are you people, and what are you doing in my house? We go where we're invited." Today we had to do an extra early episode of Trinity Radio, and the reason for that we may be coming a little hot here. The reason for that is because. I have to go pick up someone who you likely know who that person is. If I told you who it is, I'll just say this best hair in Christian in the Christian internet world. Definitely. I'll be picking that guy up. You can figure out who that is. And I just might do a little recording with Mr. Hare while he's Mr. here. <laughs> so capturing uh, Catholicity. Uh, hey, I didn't say, I didn't say his name. I didn't say his name. Uh, but, uh, anyway, um, Today, we're going to talk a little bit about some exciting things. Well, Pritchett, you're here. You're, you're only here once a week. Why don't you say a few things to the people in the camera? Yeah, so this week was fun. Uh, Derek Beeler and I, who's in the chat right now, we recorded a video with Susan Morales on fitness and uh, health and all the benefits of, of being healthy and fit for the Lord. So that was Amen. great. I want everyone to go to Susan's web uh, YouTube page and subscribe to her channel and watch the video and all that good stuff. Cause we had a, it's really long. So if you got like a car trip that you got to take it, it's a good way to uh, pass the time. It's a very good conversation, very in depth. So I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So, um, a couple of things to talk about here when it comes to this week. Oh, what has happened to our nice logo this week? Um, I did, well, actually did this you mute the thing probably, what <laughs> did you mute the the, the, last week um, or two weeks ago, you and I did a show about Mark Wahlberg and Mark Wahlberg had um, gone on pints with Aquinas, which is a Christian apologetics channel from a Catholic perspective. And he was talking about how he was a Christian and how he's Catholic, but he doesn't force his kids to be Christian. And we talked about what that means and what it could mean and how we should raise our kids and all of that. Well, at that point, when you talk about um, raising your children to be Christians, certain people get, are very interested in that subject because perhaps they were raised Christians and they aren't now. And so some of them have bad feelings about that. Some people weren't raised to be Christian, but think they can imagine what that would be like. Can I and from the to, horror stories that they hear, they don't like it. What Pritchett? Can I just say at the jump instead of mainly so I don't forget to say it later, mm -hmm. a lot of atheists that you hear talk about how they were raised sound so resentful like i was lied to all my life and blah 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 you know yeah and then I, no my parents i am thankful that my parents raised me with the truth now i didn't fully accept that truth until i was 17 mm -hmm. but looking back i am thankful 
for my upbringing in a Christian household. And even if I never became a Christian, I still look back at the way that I was raised, and I'm thankful for that. Not everyone is fortunate enough to have the kind of home life that I have. Amen. Not everyone in the church is even fortunate enough to have two loving parents. You know, a lot of a lot of people who go to church are, you know, uh, they, they've had bad experiences with, mm -hmm. with parents that you thought were Christian or whatever. Mm -hmm. But but I don't have childhood traumatic stories to whine about on the Internet. Like, I don't need to up my quota, you know, uh, to try to score some sympathy points on anything. I had, I, I am thankful for my childhood. I am thankful for the way that my parents raised me in a thoroughly Christian home. It, it really uh, has benefited me throughout my life, the importance of learning, the importance of discipline, the importance of, you know, family and, and, and honor and all of those things that you get along with Christianity. And I'm, I'm truly appreciative to my parents for you raising know, me in truth. Me too. And I would so be appreciative if you would go over there and turn off the office lights real quick. That would just be awesome. Okay. Uh, forgot to do that part of the setup. But so uh, that was a couple of weeks ago. This week, what has happened is that I have further dug into this hole that we have dug ourselves into, which I'm not upset to be in this hole, by the way. The, the hole that says teach your kids <laughs> this sort of thing is, is the, the right one. So, um, I, so here's the thing. I know that certain people are going to have been raised in a Christian home where the Christians in that home weren't acting as Christian as they ought to be or went about um, how they raised you in Christianity in the wrong way. We've talked about that. Um, some people who watched the last... So I did two videos this week, and uh, at least one of those, maybe two of those, touched on um, this issue. And so the, the thing is, there's been some interesting responses that I think, one that is extremely powerful, and those of you that follow my Facebook have probably already seen it, uh, one that is extremely powerful, and one... And then uh, a general tone that I want to respond to. The general tone that I want Imagine to respond to. Imagine being Kevin in our chat and making a, a point that I actually made in my explanation. I love well, you, Kevin, but I said that very thing. Some people are bitter because they didn't have your luck, a right, nice family. Some people that I absolutely right. Well, and that's and that's what and, I'm saying right now. Yeah, and, and yeah. but here's the here's the thing about that. Like parents who live out the Christian life, mm -hmm. and I know some atheist children of Christian parents who did live out the Christian life in the way that I did. Mm -hmm. And when I hear them whine about being bitter, mm -hmm. I laugh in their face and say, you're making stuff up. I, you live down the street from me. I spent the night at your house. I know what your home life was like. Your childhood was as Whoa. great as mine. Don't, don't start. And, and I'm sorry, some people who, some people who, uh, are bitter did have a nice family as well. So I want to acknowledge that too, because I hear people whining about childhood trauma that they never had by, from their Christian parents. Do you just like come on here and like look for things to get, to get the atheists all riled up? Is that what you do? Is that, is that your place on this show? <laughs> so when, 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 when you, when you are in it, I know the arena I'm in. I, I talk about this every week. If we you respond do, to people who do. talk about the Holy Spirit giving people oral sex. I'm sorry that sounds awful, but that's what they say on their programs. It has trying to get a rile out of me. Okay, well, hey, turn, what, hey, turnabout's fair play. Hey, well, turnabout, but turn your uh, camera down 
a little bit so that there's more of you in the screen. Because right now we're getting a beautiful picture of your of, of my of office, your office. Look and, at that office and of and like of that door show, over there and organized. the top of your forehead. So I don't, now that, I've made it worse. Well, just you deal with that. So the general tone that I've gotten is yeah, but much of this uh, involves a teaching about hell, um, and that is traumatic. Now. I have mentioned is that better? this. I have, yeah, that's a whole lot. But you're still, it's still. Can you, can you possibly bend it downward so we see less ceiling? Um, I, I don't. know. There's a little no. thing on the. Let's not worry with it. I just wish I hadn't said anything now. <laughs> but listen, listen. I'm trying to say. Yeah, Kevin. I know I was just messing with you. I was, I was just, I. But it did. It, it brought another point to my mind about people that I've, I, 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 who were spoiled. I mean, I grew up in a like a suburbia, you know, kind of a middle-class thing. And I, I listened to my people that from my childhood and, and there are Christians. This is so too. cringy. Tim West says, yeah, I know. I good. We live for cringe around here. It's cringe right. is a necessary, some, well, not necessary, but it can be a good thing. Yeah. What is return of the Jedi without Jabba's palace? I mean, seriously, that's not cringy. It, oh, there's plenty cringy in Jabba's palace, especially after the special edition. That, came out. Yes. The, <laughs> when they changed the song that, that's oh size noodles listen i'm trying to say something here and the thing i want to say is brando welcome back brando week. we're gonna make a t-shirt about brando my daughter keeps the asking brandalorian the brandalorian <laughs> no it's so for those started. that don't know he wanted to give money last week and he couldn't so other people gave in his stead for brando anyway so let's get let's get back into this so is is it so this idea that uh teaching your kid about hell is is abusive and all these kind of things well there's a couple of things to say there first of all there is a presumption that has been present in uh a lot of the comments about the nature of hell um christians differ on the nature of hell so that needs to be considered secondly um here's the thing i said this at the rethinking hell conference not this one last one but the one before that and i've said it on this channel at least two or three times i'll say it again now it's even alliterated for you it can be uh terrifying to hear about hell i agree that is terrifying and um it can be traumatic the question is is it true i mean here's the thing uh there are a lot of things that are terrifying like the notion that a man who's been smoking two packs a day for 30 years might have lung cancer that is a terrifying prospect. And when the doctor sits down with him to tell him that he does have lung cancer and that this is serious for his life and it's advanced and here's what he needs to do, that could be traumatic as well. Terrifying and traumatic. I'm certain of that. I've been terrified and traumatized about things I read on WebMD about my medical state of affairs. Yeah, but you're like, a hypochondriac. I, it is true. Like I'm one of those people that like looks at the... Um, WebMD, I've got a weird spot on my arm or something. And I'm like, let me look. Now, Braxton, before you open WebMD, you need to understand that almost anything wrong with your physical body, one of the possibilities could be cancer. So at the bottom of a big list of possibilities is going to be cancer. And that's what your mind says. So, so don't get upset when you see that. So I open it up, down in smaller print than the rest, cancer. I'm like, oh, I've got cancer. So right. yes, that is true. But the point is, it would be terrifying and traumatic to, to hear that you've got lung cancer but it it might be but if it's true if it's true then even though it's terrifying and traumatic it's good to tell the guy that he has lung cancer yeah. he can do something about it perhaps all right so this is an important thing that i think we should keep in mind what this comes down to is is hell real now when i've discussed and i'm about to stop talking so much Bridget, and give you your turn but i uh, appreciate that you so patiently sitting there and looking interested in all that's being discussed 
But um, you pay me for a reason. The the the, uh, the what has happened in a lot of the conversations online about this since these videos have been raised is well, hold on a second, Braxton. Um, that may be that may be true, but we have this like evidence to demonstrate that cancer is real, or that you have cancer. It's like, okay, we think we have evidence for the truth of Christianity. So really what we are back to, again, is this is only unnecessarily a frightening prospect if you don't like our evidence and think that there's no Christianity. But if we argue that we do have evidence, it's really just about is it true or not, again. That's really what it's about. Is it true? And so this whole thing about, well, it's abusive and it's this and that and the other thing. Okay, fine. But you think so, but you need to first demonstrate that it's not true in order for it to be abusive, right? Yeah. That's where I stand on that. You have anything else to add? Actually, the discussions of hell in our family devotionals when it comes up, I mean, we try to, whatever the passage is talking about is what we try to stick our, our things to. But of course... Um, Naturally, with teenagers now, they ask all kinds of questions. And and really, um, the, the questions that they held is not that big of a issue compared to some of the other things that you could read about in the Old Testament that, that they find a little bit more problematic than, than that. And of course, we always talk about just because they're recording an event is not an approval of an event just because it's in the Bible. The Bible does not always approve of the contents uh, that it describes, right? Mm -hmm. But, but there are a lot of other things uh, besides hell that I think bothered, like at least my teenagers, about different issues that come up. Mm -hmm. Especially when you read through the Book of Judges, for example, you know, there's a lot of a lot of things there that they're that, that'll open their eyes and and all of that. So, yeah, Kevin says agreed. And knowing my dad's view on hell, I would be more offended if he didn't try to prevent me going there than if he did. He tries to reconvert me because he cares. And that's an important thing. That's kind of like what Penn Jillette was saying a few years ago. He's right, like, right. This is what you believe. And he said that some guy who tried to evangelize him, he said that was a great man. He should do exactly what he should do. Right. Right. And the guy who came on uh, uh, Will the Atheist years ago and debated me on Trinity Radio. Yeah. Um, he said, yeah, if you, I've shared his quote everywhere. He's like, if you really believe this, then you're a, a cafeteria Christian if you're not telling me all this and trying to see, because you believe that I may be going to hell. Now, uh, Scholar here says, um, wait, then that's, well, that's true. We have good news and bad news, WebMD says. The good news is you're going to have a disease named after you. Um, <laughs> the scholar says God is a moral monster for or creating Or God hell. is a just God for creating If hell. he exists. Yeah, well, another, and, another claim is God is a very just and good God for creating hell. And, and a, I'm glad that bad people will be. Well, let's run through it real quick. I know the yeah. scholars heard me say this, but, but let's run through it again for anyone that hasn't. And that is that, look, if we captured Adolf Hitler yeah. um, after World War II and he didn't die, we captured Adolf Hitler, and would it be would it be good to give him a hug and say, "Now don't do that again"? Would that be good? No, of course it would not be good. We all know it's not good. He needs justice done, right? There needs to be justice done, and that is going to involve unpleasant things, whatever they may be, for Adolf Hitler's future, right? right? Okay. So in the same way, what you're saying is it's good that justice was done. All right. We think it's good. God is not a good God if He's not also a just God. He can't just pat you on the back. That would be bad. Just like it would be bad to do that to Adolf Hitler. Now, as for the seriousness of the punishment, well, that has to do with the nature of hell. And we have multiple times not only expounded uh, the uh, traditionalist view, but also had Chris Dadon and Steve Gregg on and others who have talked about 
the conditionalist view. And of course, there are some who would push the evangelical universalist view. But at least two of these cases, I, I think, are serious considerations. And so I think that when atheists respond and make a case, which Schuyler has done many times, I'm not, I, I'm not reducing everything that he thinks about this to a one comment, right? But, yeah. but, um, but when they do this, I think that you need to deal with both with other views of hell, because increasingly I'm seeing young seminarians. Yes, um, but one of the things that I, I've, you know, even Chris Date though, Chris Date himself, who is the biggest advocate right now, I think for uh, annihilationism, right? Would that be fair to say? Mm-hmm. Well, it, but even he will say that even if eternal conscious torment was true, mm-hmm. he doesn't believe that that makes God unjust either, though. He says Who? that. Chris Date says that he does not believe that God is unjust right, if but, that was true. Yeah. But so, he, so, he says a lot of things. He says that he doesn't think, if I understand him right, he thinks that uh, annihilation is a more terrifying concept for him personally. I think than than eternal conscious torment. Right. So he says that t- he says a lot. And I'm like, but, what? But what I'm saying is, it's like you. You're like, I don't believe Calvinism is true, but if it turned out, I'd to still be worship true, God. Okay. Well, I mean, if I was determined to. <laughs> right. Yeah. I okay, mean, but, but here's another saying, one. Hell isn't just as Hitler and Buddha and Buddhists end up in the same place. But see, that's the whole point. Is I think what's going on here is this is a suggestion that the Buddhist obviously isn't a sinner of the same sort as Hitler. And I agree. I think that all sin is equally damnable, as you've said, but not all sin is equally evil. Um, evil. Uh, so in that regard, that's true. But you don't understand like the whole, I mean, I think you do understand, but the whole point of Christianity is to say we're all sinners, not, and, and it, you don't even have to go the original sin route of, well, we're all guilty of Adam's sin. We've all done sinning of our own. And even if you don't believe sin is real, we've all done stuff that we consider bad things, bad. We've all done bad, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, we've all done that sort of thing, and so we're all culpable. And God's holiness is so great that we that the judge the, the wages of sin is death. The gift of God is eternal life. Yeah, and, and Romans one makes it clear though the fact that so the Buddhist deserves it, yeah. and Hitler deserves it, and I deserve it, and you deserve it, right? Unless we because accept what it, Christ. And what we've done is we have marred God's good creation with all of our behavior and sinful mm-hmm. acts, going against God's clearly revealed design for the world, right? And we have decided to worship other things besides God. That's so we have this world that He's given us. We have this life that He's given us, and we have thrown it in His face. That's that's Romans one in a nutshell. And then we have devolved into all sorts of idolatry and debauchery and everything else. And so you know, it's like if I come to your house and start throwing around all of your stuff, right, and start harming your family, you're not just supposed to. You, you know, after you invited me over to feed me food and say, look, uh, and here's, and here's Christmas presents. And mm-hmm. I just start trashing your house and start beating your family. That was a bad weekend when you did that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so and it's like, so I'm, well, that's what we're doing to God's house. Should there be some sort of recompense for that? Of course. Oh, so, hold on. So I have all some super I hear chats. is when I hear these kinds of yeah. objections, which I think Skylar is a good representative of that type of common objection. All I hear is I don't like it. So, well, I would to steel man it. I would say uh, on your Christian understanding of justice, I think he's saying that seems unjust. But hold on a second. Uh, well, I did want to. Someone just gave us uh, Tippy Bear said uh, gave it. Thank you for that super sticker. Tippy Bear. A red box of popcorn. I love red boxes of popcorn. 
Um, it, okay. Was that, a, was that a little emoji thing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and here's another one. Uh, meow, 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 meow. Scary things can be true, but there are wrestle-worthy arguments against ECT and annihilationist versions of hell. Um, and then recommending a uh, evangelical universalist resource for us there. Thank you, Meow Meow. Thank you for that super chat. But there yeah, was I, one from... I Hol do find universalism to be the least convincing of all the views. I, and I've, I've said that plenty. But I don't, I don't throw universalists out of the kingdom of God. So genocide and not belief in Jesus are equal. Well, no, I, I tried to be clear, Scholar, that I think, um, and we think, that they're not equally evil but they're equally damnable. So here's a way of thinking about it that is too simplistic, but captures it, I think. If I drop uh, a glass of grape juice on a white carpet, or if I dump 10 gallons of grape juice on a white carpet, one is a whole lot worse than the other, uh, but in either case, that carpet needs to be changed or washed or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And in a similar way, um, I, I, I think that the Buddhist who doesn't commit a genocide is is obviously not Adolf Hitler and not as evil in that sense as Adolf Hitler is. Right. But we're all sinners and yeah. sin is enough. Anyway, other people exist as well, so All right. But I just, okay. you know, I by the way, scholar, I did appreciate you responding to my 10 questions. I wasn't able to find it when I was looking for it yesterday cuz I actually wanted to grab something you said that was positive. Thank you for thinking that showing a picture of my dog in my stream and asking little questions like what's your favorite TV show were nice and fun and, you know, help people not get so bored with these things. And I noticed that you're back doing YouTube more again. So there's that too. So Man, uh, I mean, see. people have other things. So it's, it's, um, fine to, it's, I think it's good to take a YouTube break. Uh, you know, a lot of my friends in the, um, the, uh, urban apologetics community, they take periodic breaks mm -hmm. and then they come back and they start again. And mm -hmm. I, and they, and they also take other kinds of, not just YouTube, but like, uh, they take social media breaks from Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or whatever. And I think that that's really healthy. Yeah. And, and I mean, I, and not uh, for everybody. I needed you know? to do that. Like it's, it's, it's bad for the channel a little bit. YouTube tried to tell you once that like, I remember there being a, a community thing that they send to creators saying like, no, it's fine. If you leave your channel for a couple of weeks or however long you need people love it when you come back and all that. And there may have been something with the algorithm at the time, but I know when I walk away, things slow down. Yeah. Well, what you do is though, if you plan for it and prepare ahead, then you can shoot enough video to, to, and then schedule them to where, while you're in your absence, you have, you have content. Yeah. I mean, we're supposed to answer questions. I mean, that's, you know, when, when, when we're asked, I get it that, that it's a hard pill to swallow that people don't like it. I get that. Right. I mean, you and I have talked about in the past, it would be nice if universalism was true. Yeah. Right. That, that, that sounds good. But then again, I realize that I, as much as I, I want to say that, I also am not the standard of perfect justice. I do believe that punishment should happen for, for, for crimes, right? So I, I'm not against just uh, all of it, but I understand the hell as rehab universalist position better than the there's no consequence because that seems to me to be unjust as well. Um, but Okay, but to cap it all off, this subject, because uh, we've taken some forays here, and I will come back to you, meow, meow. Um, here was a comment that I posted, uh, that showed up on the YouTube video for the, the, the one where we, let me get rid of this, where we talked about, um, where I talked about this this week. Uh, no, that's not the one I want. That's not the one I want. Hold on. Uh, say something else, Pritchett. Say something else. But, oh, meow, meow, meow has a super chat, but now I can't see it because you. 
Well, we're going to get there. You, we're uh, going to get there. You are blocking. This is going to be right worth here. it. This is going to be the best thing that uh, we show today, even though we showed your face, as beautiful as it is. Hey, you know, I mean, I, I do what I can. I mean, at forty-five, I'm actually, I'm actually okay with with. Yes, we I'm know you're awesome. Aging better in my forties than I aged in my thirties. <laughs> That's for sure. That, yeah. All right. So, so uh, random atheist commenter says. Stop abusing your kids with this nonsense so they have a decent chance in life. Um, Christian respondent says, as someone who was an atheist most of their life, one of the most damaging things to a child's mental health is the thought of there being no better place than they are at the present. And up until I was around 10, I had numerous anxiety attacks and depressive episodes which weren't diagnosed because of my severe antisocial behavior due to my autism, as in not socializing, not ASPD. And literally nothing... It would have benefited my... What does that mean, by the way? Do you know what that means? Not ASPD? Do you know what that's all about? Okay. Um, and literally nothing would have benefited my mental health or personal growth or development better other than the belief of someone like Jesus. What, what, is that Asperger's? Maybe, maybe I'm wondering. Yeah. Um, because I felt like there was no one but my parents who I loved, but was in near constant rows with due to my heightened agitation, there was no real way for me to talk to anyone until it was too late. If I knew there was even a chance someone heard me out, I could have appeared so I could have spared so many people so much hurt. People assume that the people that say they were battered with Jesus are never contrasted with people who wish they knew him because no one hears people like those. My story would have been different. So I agree with that. That's pretty powerful I think because it is true that even as even me as a Christian thinking about all this, I was sitting there thinking, you know, the thing about it is, Pritchett, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, I, I'm hearing all this, and I know that hell is a rough concept, especially the traditionalist view of hell, and I'm thinking, I get how they feel, and I, and I do get that, and I've talked about that, but it didn't even cross my mind to talk about the fact with, uh, to talk about the fact that there are people out there, obviously, right, this is what, who need Jesus and know they need Jesus. Like, we think everybody needs Jesus, but there are people who know that they need something, even if they don't know it's Jesus yet. They need something that if you gave them Jesus, that's what they needed. That they know that's what they need. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, uh, of course, as, as Christians, we believe, you know, the Holy Spirit gives you so much realization when you reflect on Christianity. I understand why you go to the hell thing for rhetorical effect, right? I mean, that's, that, that's the, but it, if Christianity had for, if historic Christianity, if the predominant view uh, was universalism, people would still complain about it. So it's not like hell is the, is even the biggest hangup with, with Christianity because I, and I think it's the wrong way to approach it because if you're just doing it for rhetorical effect it's so easy to dispel that because what if I start killing your kids do you want justice oh you do believe in justice after all so hush you, mm -hmm. you're not you are not and you probably opposed, aren't even too worried about rehabilitation yeah, you, yeah you are not opposed to punishment in principle unless you tell me that you are opposed to punishment in principle for anything then your your rhetoric doesn't really soar as high as you think it does, except for dumb people. Meow, meow, meow says, P.S. I respect my uh, eternal conscious torment slash annihilationist brethren. It's okay to disagree with each other. Braxton and Jonathan still awesome, knowledgeable, and appreciated. You're absolutely right. We are all those things, yeah. and and we are glad to still be your friend. Yeah, I'm just but, but, a, but, but a thank lot, you for the super chat. Yeah, yeah. yeah a lot of people <laughs> don't like me because I'm like, yeah, Catholics will be in heaven and Universalists will be in heaven, and they're like, oh, preach is awful. But I'm glad that you at, at least appreciate it. Oh, here we go. Antisocial personality disorder. 
Ah, yeah. All right. Uh, here's Baylor. My seven-year-old. Thank you for that super chat, Derek. Says uh, my seven-year-old is showing Baylor. signs of fear of hell, despite me never really talking about hell with him. What's the best way to address the subject with him? Um, so he, okay. So atheists won't like this, but here's what I did with my kids. I said, all right, look, we, um, so Jesus says in Mark chapter nine, he talks about hell being so bad that it would, that, that, that almost anything would be better, uh, than going there. It like, it'd be better to go into the kingdom with one eye or one arm or one leg than to go into hell where the worm never dies and the fire is not quenched. And then I talk about how that could be best understood in a couple of different ways. And then I just say, but look, here's, here's the bottom line. Um, Jesus is pretty clear. Whatever you think about Gehenna, you don't want to go to Gehenna. Yeah, even you if you're want, a universalist. Even if you're a universalist, you don't want to do it. Yeah, if you believe in some sort of uh, restoration view that, that there is still an actual hell right. that you right. are eventually redeemed from, it's still, you don't want to be there. Right, and on the annihilationist view and on that view, here, this is still true. Like I noticed that Paul Ogia just said the other day something like, um, he had said something about hell and I, and I had offered this kind of an answer. And he said, well, if I, if I just die, or if you guys want to party forever in heaven, well, all of us, us atheists are dead. I'm okay with that. And I was like, no, you don't understand. Like whatever the nature of hell is, you don't want that. For one thing, you're going to be judged and there's going to be an immense amount of shame for the life that you've lived. And, uh, and that may not seem so bad for you, but I think it'll be bad. And it was the thing that, uh, a corporate society like first century Palestine collectivist society would have been very concerned about that. Yeah. Oh, and by and, the way, and you die a yeah. bloody and, violent and, and, death, yeah. according to Christ. And by the way, Paul Ogia, the flip side of that is Jesus and us want to hang out and talk star Wars and with you forever. with you forever. Well, you just made him want to choose hell now. Right. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. But, <laughs> but, but no, seriously though, the point but, is, the, is it's a, which, okay. If you, wouldn't you do as a parent, if you're a parent or as a friend for your friend, wouldn't you do just about anything? Wouldn't you do just about anything to prevent that person you love from experiencing a shameful de and painful death? Yeah, I think so. So I think it's just, um, uh, I don't know, transcendental, nonsense like it's just because it's the afterlife it's like oh whatever happens there will be fine as long as i just die yeah. i don't know about that even if that's what it turns out to be all right okay Derek yeah, baylor said we spent oh, a lot ahead. of time talking about that we don't spend a whole lot of time talking about yeah there's also the new heaven a new earth right yeah, heaven and then after the new heavens that, and the new, new heavens and new earth and you know glorified bodies and we get to do all the things with and you know unlimited amount of time yeah so why are you trying to get one now you know he who gets that kind of stuff on earth and has an awesome um body from planet fatness or whatever is 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 not going to have their body like that in the kingdom because you, you had to, it now you need to that's go, not what the bible teaches yeah, that's not what the bible, <laughs> but you need to go listen to the whole thing that uh derek and i did with susan and talk about why you want to have good health and good fitness to serve Jesus, your church and your community as an, as fit and health, not just healthy, but as fit and healthy. Well, as you, on that as note, you, as your, as your God given genetics, will allow. I'm going to run through these super chats, but I got to tell you something, folks, I got to go because I got to go pick someone up. So it's going to be short to this week, shorter than usual, but I'll tell you what, it is going to be my goal. I mean, I'm not opposed to leaving Cameron at the airport 
and 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 make him realize that give him a preview of purgatory that he's flirting with <laughs> you know because the Evansville airport seems to be a good approximate but mm-hmm. we're not going to do that to him no um let's uh let's get okay so Derek says my seven-year-old son oh we talked about that didn't we uh so there you go I, I would just also encourage him that look uh did Jesus say that if you trusted in him that he would save you yes did you do that yes is Jesus a liar? No. Okay, well then you're saved, and saved people don't have to worry about that. Yeah, and not only do you, but you know, here's what saved people do have to worry about. They have to worry about all their friends and loved ones possibly not being with them in the new heavens and new earth, and you want to go tell them the good news of that. The kingdom is now, right? The kingdom is at hand. Mm-hmm. Repent and believe the gospel because the king has come and has broken heaven into earth. And Amen. that's good news. Amen. And if you trust in what he has done on your behalf, to, and I'm going to use John Dominic Crossan's language, to do the big, great cleanup project, you know? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let's do that. Amen. And then it'll go on for all eternity, Amen. and there, every tear will eventually be wiped, and it'll be glorious. Won't he do it? I know we will. Yeah. All right. See, I Sarah, used a, a line from Crossing. Sarah said, I believe I like Cameron Bertuzzi the said, there are several top philosophers that became Catholic. Basically saying that they're, these really smart people are converting is an argument for Catholicism. Well, no. Um, I, if he said that, if he said that, I disagree with him. I, I think what Cameron would, would want to say is that that maybe is something that should give you time to pause and think and ask, well, what were the reasons yeah. that you gave see if they convince him? But it's not a good idea just to believe something just because a lot of smart people do. Now, there is like when we when we're doing a debate or we're arguing or something, there is the um, uh, appeal to authority that is fallacious. But then there is the non-fallacious appeal to authority when you're appealing to authority authorities who really are authorities in the area that you're quoting from them about. Uh, now, again, that doesn't make it true. It's just that that's not as big a deal as yeah i i I just want to add one thing to that it's it's a um if it's you can use it as an argument it's a terrible one i used to be catholic and now i'm an evangelical i used to be evangelical now i became a catholic i used to be a christian and now i'm an atheist i used to be a calvinist and now i'm an arminian i used to be an arminian and now i'm a Calvinist. you're used to be adds nothing whatever at all to anything that you have to say that is an actual argument in favor of the view that you're espousing. Your history adds nothing to it. It doesn't, it might, it, it's interesting as trivia, mm-hmm. but it is not an argument yeah. for why anything is true. I gotta go, but the last thing I'll read, hey, Dr. Pritchett, I'm about to watch Lesson 8 from your primary sources course. Thanks for your teaching. Oh, you absolutely. Thank you, K2CJB Radio. I hope that you're enjoying that course because I thoroughly enjoy that course. It is one of my favorite courses to teach. I I always have to say this. The Resurrection is the most important course I teach, obviously. But but the primary source, I mean, it's the one it's the one course in seminary that you you read a bunch of things besides the Bible from the ancient world that, you know, at least more than just excerpts. And it's just great. So I love that course. You, you get to learn about ancient Near Eastern literature, you know, Second Temple Judaism literature, Temple Roman literature. It's, it's wonderful. We've had a blast with you. 
Keep YouTube on tap tomorrow. Let's see what happens. I love all of you. If you like to support us, we need it. And you can do that at patreon.com slash Trinity Radio, where you can get tons of more free content. Well, I guess they're not free if you're paying, but extra content for as little as a dollar a month. Thank you. We love all of you. And we'll see you next time on Trinity Radio.